0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Which transfer portal targets could commit to Auburn this weekend? You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We're dapping it up this Friday's Montgomery Radio vet. Daryl Daprich joins us on today's edition of the show. We'll talk about the schedule, the three games that stand out to us, as well as a way too early schedule prediction for 2024. But let's talk about Transfer Portal and what Auburn could have in front of them this weekend. It's a big visit weekend for the Tigers, both via the portal and for the Cruton side of things. But Daryl, the first guy that I think has a chance to pop this weekend, we talked about him earlier in the week, but Joey Slackman, the pin, former pin defensive lineman, He is uh, very athletic. I think he's very versatile when you look at his size and his frame and the way he's able to move it so well. He's 6'4", 300, and he's every bit of that. Um, This is a guy that could come in and start right away and fill that void, I think, that that Marcus Harris left behind.
0: Big, big get. Defensive line, we've talked about it. Even if Marcus Harris stays, I think you really have to go get some bodies uh, from a depth standpoint. And, with Marcus Harris leaving, it became urgent. It became a definite must and a need. So this guy, nice size, like you mentioned. Um, how is he going to engage, line up, and hand battle with SEC offensive linemen when he's used to playing in the Ivy League? That'll be interesting to see. You know, yeah. A lot of that stuff, I mean, a lot of guys get to the league Um, get to the NFL from that level of football. Howie Long was a guy that did that. So I think that, you know, it's a little bit different than a skill position, but 300 pounds is 300 pounds. And I think he's got some experience. Obviously, being in an Ivy League school, I think he can pick up systems quickly. So this is a good get if Auburn is able to, uh, you know, procure his commitment this weekend.
1: Yeah, his first visit was to Florida. He's checking out Auburn on an official visit this weekend. It seems like it's down to those two schools for his services. There's a chance. There's a chance that he pops this weekend. He's certainly one to watch. That is Joey Slackman, the former pin defensive lineman. Another guy that we're watching is Jaleel Skinner, the very athletic tight end formerly of the Miami Hurricanes. A lot of folks are projecting him to end up as an Auburn Tiger. That could happen this weekend, Daryl.
0: He visits this weekend, as you mentioned. His first visit uh, has three years left to play, which I really, really like. In yep. the mold of a Rivaldo Fairweather, you can tell there's a prototype. There's a certain blueprint that Hugh Freeze likes in his tight ends. Uh, real athletic guys that can kind of stretch the field. Uh, not a traditional, you know, Iowa blocking tight end. And I right. think you 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 see a more athletic guy. So. Uh, and remember, he moved Fairweather outside sometimes. You freezed it. Is Skinner a guy that could do that in an offensive set? Probably. But I like his size. He's very athletic. And that'd be a good get to because you had, uh, was it Fromm that left? So um, you still, you got Deal coming back, Fairweather coming back, and Michael Riley. you want to just add one to the room? I think he can get some playing time.
1: I was on the phone with locked on Canes host, Alex Dono. He's one of the best in the biz when it comes to covering the Miami hurricanes. And I'm like, Hey, give me, give me the deal. What's the deal with this guy? He spoke very, very highly of Skinner. He said, it just doesn't really fit what Miami's offensive coaching staff wants in a tight end. He's very athletic. He's a better receiver than he probably is a tight end. And they want their tight ends to block. And he, was like, hey, at Auburn, it may be great because Hugh Freeze is okay not using guys to block at the tight end. We saw that a bunch with Rivaldo Fairweather a year ago, and I think having another guy um, that's similar to Rivaldo and similar to Micah Riley Ducker, I-, I-, I love it. I absolutely love the possibility of bringing this guy in because of the first thing you said about him: three years left. What does this offense look like at the tight end position after Rivaldo Fairweather leaves? Well, it could look like Jaleel Skinner, Daryl. And, and I like the timing of their eligibility and how it stacks. I think that's important, and I think that's something that the staff is thinking about.
0: That's why it's important, I think, have four tight ends that play a lot of snaps in your tight end room. Now, I know you don't want to tip anything off by a personnel uh, you know, assignment. If you bring Deal in, you're like, oh, it's a run. But it is nice that Auburn has a couple different types of options at tight end—a prototypical run blocking tight end, and then a pass catching athletic one. Again, you don't want to. If you put Fairweather and Skinner in the game, you're probably tipping off. You're throwing it, and Deal. It's it's you know, oh, they're running it. But it, it is what it is. I think that um, Auburn's. It's all about assignment and hat on hat, even if you know you've got a run-blocking tight end. So that's why I like having four, the versatility of having some that can block and some that can yeah. catch.
1: Yeah, Skinner ran track in high school. I mean, this is a pure athlete. Um, it does sound like drops were an issue in practice with Skinner, which limited in, in being available on game day to this coaching And he should staff. fit right
0: into Auburn's receiving
1: room. There. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> We're trying to change things, Daryl. I know. Was just we're trying weekend. to change things. But yeah, Skinner, Skinner's the guy that could pop this weekend. So certainly watch, uh, be on the lookout for him. I think he fits what Hugh Freeze wants to do with that position. Then uh, the the last guy we I think we talked about him last time you were on, Daryl. Fernando Carmona, the San Jose State offensive lineman. He played left guard at San Jose State, 6'4. Um big, big frame very good in pass protection this is a guy that i think we all need to kind of look at and say okay he, you know he he could possibly be auburn's starter next season which i think is huge i think this is certainly a guy to watch this weekend
0: yeah you know this is a guy that we heard his name really really early kind of like robert lewis when you heard yeah. his name really early the receiver um, i'm a little bit weary of <laughs> you know we were really really high on him and another offensive lineman a couple nights ago and then within 24 hours, one commit somewhere else. Yeah, but I don't think that's Curry. the case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's the case with uh, Carmona. I think that this is a guy, especially he's not, he's coming in for his visit uh, tomorrow. I think Auburn can close him and he's a good get. And then I think at some point you got to get one more. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And Carmona, we talked about this earlier in the week, Daryl. but when you look at his snaps by position, They were all at left tackle. I think I said left guard a second ago. I meant to say left tackle, but an exceptional pass blocker, uh, graded very well in pass protection, which is exactly what you want to see at the left tackle spot. Is he good enough to scoot Dylan Wade inside? That will be one of the biggest stories going into spring if Auburn were to land um, Bernardo Carmona when it's all said and done.
0: That is a great point. I mean, what you're doing is you're strengthening two positions at that point. Then, so Mm -hmm. you're right. You know, offensive tackles are so important, and if you played a lot of reps and a lot of snaps there for San Jose State, then that's going to help if Wade does have to move. It just like I said, it solidifies two spots when you move someone inside like that. And I think, in my opinion, Britain was 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 recruited. Gunner Brent was recruited to play offensive tackle, but out of necessity, I think he had to slide over to guard. I mm-hmm. hope that Carmona can play the tackle position, which he's recruited for.
1: Yeah, and we'll see. And this is uh, in an interview that he did with Jeffrey Lee of Auburn Live. His reasons for entering the portal. I just love this. This guy's on a mission. Darrell said, "Quote: I really, it really came down to helping myself and my draft stock. I just wanted to expose myself to playing in front of a bigger environment." And that's going to be the pitch that Hugh Freeze says. He's going to say, hey, look at what I did to several guys at Ole Miss. Look at what we did for Gunnar Britton this past season. Look at the huge strides that his Avion Miller has already taken. And Thornton has been solid. He's been solid on the recruiting front. So this guy seems like a priority. I don't think there's any question about it. Um, he's going He's another name to watch this weekend. He possibly could end up being an Auburn tiger as soon as this weekend, Daryl. So those are the three guys that I'm watching the closest this weekend. Joey Slackman of Penn, Jaleel Skinner of, um, of Miami, the tight end, and then offensive tackle, Fernando Carmona of San Jose state. Any, anything you want to add to that, Daryl, before we move on to the schedule?
0: Interesting that all three of those dudes come from all three different divisions and levels of football, college football. And, you know, that's the diversity. That's what the you got an FCS, you got a group of five and you have a power five. So that's, I think that's pretty cool and pretty diverse.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's right. If you can play, the staff will find you. At least that's, that's what we're all hoping. So we'll see. We'll see. The, the 2024 SEC schedules have been revealed Which three games do we think will make or break Auburn's season in 2024? We'll discuss that in just a moment, right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Daryl, let me ask you this question. Do you like spending as much money as possible on tickets, or do you like a deal? I like a deal. I like a deal, too. Game Time, you don't have to spend a whole lot of time. In fact, you don't have to spend hardly any time researching it because they've done the research for you. You don't have to check the million different ticketing services. Game Time's already done it. They've got you covered. Uh, last minute tickets uh, are—it's are, easy. It's so easy with Game Time. It doesn't matter when or where or what. It can be sports. It can be concerts. I've bought both sports tickets and concert tickets from Game Time. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. So download the Game Time app. It's free. Create an account. And when you use code Locked On College, you get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code Locked On College, all one word, locked on college for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Today's show, also brought to you by our friends at Auburn Med Aesthetic. Daryl, it's 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 the holidays. We're always asking ourselves what should we buy? The significant other. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Go to auburnmetastetics.com. You can get a gift card. It's very, very easy. It'll take you two seconds and it'll buy your significant other so much happiness, a nice day of relaxation. She'll love working with the folks at Auburn Medesthetics, specifically Dr. Nancy Herring. She is the best, as well as her uh, master esthetician. They've got a ton of experience in the med spa industry. So be sure to check them out. Auburn. Medesthetics.com. Get your gift cards there today. All right, Daryl, let's talk about this 2024 Auburn football schedule. We'll go through it very quickly. Alabama, A&M, Cal, New Mexico, Arkansas, Oklahoma, all at home. And then you have the bulk of your road schedule. You go to Georgia by week, you go to Missouri, you go to Kentucky, then you return home against Vanderbilt, ULM, in Texas A&M, and then you go to Tuscaloosa for the Iron Bowl. The game that I think could make or break Auburn's season is on October 19th, and it's when you go on the road to play Missouri. I think this is going to be one of those toss-up games. I think Auburn will be um, the underdog in this game, but we've seen Auburn go to Columbia and play well. And to me, if Auburn wants to have a season where they can kind of stick their chest out and say, we are ascending as a program. That, to me, is the most important game um, as we sit here recording this in mid-December uh, is you going to Missouri and finding a way to win that game.
0: It's really intriguing to me because you don't know which Missouri – I mean, look, just 2022, You're right. they lost to Auburn. At home. That program looked like they were in shambles. It looked like Eli Drinkwitz was on the hot seat. And then next, the following year, this year, look how, how much ascension
1: mm-hmm. they
0: had. So, I mean, that's a good, I think, you know, barometer for a program like Auburn that can go from, you know, six and six to, to, to what Missouri, I think they won 10 games. I don't know if it's going to be the Missouri that won 10 games. I don't think it's going to be the Missouri that won four games, but I just don't know if Missouri's yeah. going to replicate what they did this year. So that game to me is a little bit more winnable than it looks like coming off of of you know what they did this year. For me, it's the Oklahoma game, okay I mean I think Auburn can go into Oklahoma and should go into Oklahoma 40. and then at that point if you're if you sneak up and beat Oklahoma at Jordan Hare and you're 5 and0 against an opponent that you've is so intriguing you haven't played them except in the Sugar Bowl, but you get them at home, an opponent you've never seen in Auburn. You sneak up and beat them and go 5 and 0 to start the season, then you're off and running and you could have a really really special year. I think we kind of felt like 3 and 0 was very doable last year it was. Your 4-0 I think is is very very doable with the chance of getting to 5 and 0 with beating Oklahoma. That's why I think that's the most crucial. You go 5 and 0 can change the whole complexion of your season
1: in my I opinion. I think you're right. I think you're right. And yeah, I mean those first four games, Alabama, AM, Cal, New Mexico and Arkansas, like I think you win those four games at home, I think you'll be favored in all four of those games unless Arkansas does something crazy. I can't see that happening, and then you'll be in a situation where if you beat Oklahoma, they will rank you. You mm-hmm. will be ranked five and zero heading into Athens with a chance to make a statement if you if if you can pull that off. So I'm with you. I think that was certainly in the top three. Another one for me that I think is up there is the road trip to Kentucky. This happens right after. You go on the road to Missouri. so I mean, this is a brutal part of the schedule to me, just from a traveling standpoint. And it's the same thing. Which Kentucky team are you going to get? I said on another show when we were kind of previewing the schedule thing, said, I want to play Kentucky as late as we possibly can in the season. Because it seems like Kentucky always beats some team that's overrated at the start of the year. And then they start to believe in themselves a little bit. It's not going to happen this year. They'll have already played Georgia. They'll have already played Ole Miss. They go to Florida the week before Auburn plays them. I'm interested to see how this Kentucky team develops. I think it's going to be a little bit different. Kentucky's really benefited from the SEC East being down for so much. I think this... Uh, I think this no-divisional SEC play now is going to hurt the teams in the East, and I think it's going to benefit the teams in the West. And I think this may be an example of of why and kind of proof when Auburn goes to Lexington and hopefully pulls off a win.
0: Yeah, Missouri was my second intriguing game, but Kentucky's a good one too. I, I think just for the fact that what Auburn hasn't played them in Lexington since, I believe, 2015 um, the last time they played Kentucky, ironically, when you talk about playing Kentucky later in the season, Auburn opened with Kentucky during the COVID year when all the games were SEC, and Bo Nix and Seth Williams had a really good game. So I, it's it's always kind of cool to go to Lexington because it doesn't seem like Auburn goes there that often. So that's intriguing as heck. And then what are you going to get? You're going to get the team that beat Louisville at the end of the year, or you're going to get the team that struggled, you know, and, and lost some games mid-year. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, quarterback position, it's, it's Vandergriff will be there. Brock Vandergriff, the transfer from Georgia, mm-hmm. who hasn't taken significant snaps at the college level but has all the pedigree. A lot of Auburn people wanted Vandergriff for a lot of years. That's intriguing. That's a good one uh, to pick.
1: My third one's Texas A&M. It's the last game at home of the season. It's also the game that happens the week before you head to Tuscaloosa for the iron bowl. What's this Texas A&M team going to look like new head coach with Mike Elko. They've had a lot of guys leaving the portal as we kind of expected in the past. We've seen Texas A&M kind of fall apart over the course of the season. I think you make the argument that they may be peaking because they may finally be buying into what Elko wants to do. Is going to be a big one for Mike Elko in his first season? And, uh, We'll see. We'll see. Certainly, what type of uh, team that is, but I think that one's going to be an important one too. If Auburn's going to overachieve and win eight or nine games, maybe more next year, that's when you certainly got to win.
0: Yeah, that's a, especially with a new coach. Anytime you're playing a new coach, it's interesting. I might. I'm going to stick to exactly what I did last year, and it got scoffed and laughed at, and then Auburn was a was a one stop away from doing what I thought and could predicted last year. I think my last intriguing game is in Tuscaloosa. It has to be. It's always the Iron Bowl. And I, look, Auburn will be back to the prominence and the national notoriety that they need to be in when they go on the road and beat Georgia or when they go on the road and play Georgia and Alabama off their feet, when it's in doubt late in the fourth quarter. When that happens, this program will be back where it needs to be in that rarefied air. And I, and I think it happens next year. I'm not saying they win, but I think they will be competitive Close. in Tuscaloosa.
1: All right. All right. We're gonna go ahead and do our way too early season predictions for 2024 because we can, because we can, Daryl. So that's coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. And we love prize picks because it's a great way. If you love sports and know what you're doing, you can win up to 25 times. Your money is just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than Um, two to six player stat projections, and you watch the winnings roll in. So right now you can do all sorts of sports with like Steph Curry uh, for more than 29 points, and uh, you also compare it with Travis Kelsey getting a certain amount of catches. So it is so much fun. It, uh, it really allows you to flex those sports knowing muscles that we all have. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college, all one word, for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college or download their free app. I think the app's great. I like the app more than the website. So uh, use promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks is daily fantasy sports made. Easy. Final few minutes, Daryl Daprich with me as we Dap it up on this Friday. Let's go ahead and predict the schedule. Let's go ahead All and right. do it. I've got Auburn starting 4-0. and So I've got Auburn beating Alabama A&M, beating Cal, beating New Mexico, and beating Arkansas. Are we in the same boat there? Um, we are. Yeah, I, I've got them
0: winning their first four.
1: Okay, and then Oklahoma, I think, is the first toss-up game. Last year we we kind of categorized all these different games to like probable wins, probable losses, and and toss ups. I think Oklahoma is the first toss up game. I think the situation of Oklahoma is their first road game in conference. I think you could look either way on that. I think Auburn is going to be get the benefit of that. That's also the same Saturday where Alabama and Georgia play they've already announced that's a primetime game. So there's a chance that this game is played at Jordan-Hare Stadium earlier in the day. I don't we don't know what time, but there's probably a solid chance of that. So I think we should keep that in mind too that usually helps the visiting team to some extent, but I still think right now if I had to pick I say Auburn beats Oklahoma.
0: Me too. I think Auburn starts 5 and 0. I like the fact that it's at Jordan-Hare. I like the fact that it's probably going to be played early. And I just think Auburn's going to come into that game having put four games under their belt, starting to find an identity and get rolling.
1: Uh, all right, Georgia, going to Georgia. I think Auburn loses that game. Me too. Go. And then we got a bye week, and then we go to Missouri. I think Auburn loses that game. Right I do now. too. Okay. So we both have 5-0 and oh, and then 0-2. Oh uh, right now, I'll say that Auburn beats Kentucky in Lexington. Two We're in the same yeah. boat there, yeah. And then I think Auburn wins. I think Auburn right now wins their next three. I think they beat Vanderbilt at home. I think they beat ULM at home. And I think right now I've got. I think Texas A&M is certainly a toss up, but I've got Auburn going three and there.
0: I agree, hundred percent. I think Auburn's going to end up nine and three. I think they yep. lose to Tus- it, it, to Alabama and Tuscaloosa, but play really, really well. Play play well, and they're nine and three. Look, if Missouri can can show as much marked improvement as they did from 22 to 23, Auburn can. And I'm, we don't need to have lo- – we don't need to lower our expectations and say, you know, it, expect it. It's going to happen. And the recruiting class and a second year under freeze. Other schools have done it. Like I said, Missouri looked like they were dead. And they got to 10 wins. Uh, I think Auburn, it will be, it, you know, 9-3
1: next year. This really is the easiest schedule that Auburn's had in a long time, I think. And looking at it, it's funny enough, I think this is the worst case scenario for Auburn's schedule. I talked about, like, okay, we knew when the Georgia game was. Like, that was already announced. And I was like, I want the the toss-up road games to be a far away from Georgia. And they weren't. They're all right in a row. You go to Georgia, to Missouri, and to Kentucky. And with Oklahoma being right before that. Like, if you can go... If you can go three and one in that stretch somehow, I mean that would be that changes your season.
0: Well, what changed for Auburn too and made it a little bit tougher is when these opponents were announced last year, we were excited or okay with getting Missouri. Now we have it as a loss. Mm -hmm. You know, at the start of last year, before the season started, I don't think anybody thought. Missouri was going to win 10 games. So I was like, oh, that's a W. Kentucky's a W. Auburn would have had a really good chance of going 10-2. and But now Missouri has kind of found themselves. So That's a lot tougher game than when they were announced as an opponent on Auburn's schedule this year.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I think – so the toss-up games here, would you say Arkansas is a toss-up game? No. No, I would not. Would you say Cal? Just for the sake of being thorough, would you say Cal is? No. Okay, I'm I'm with you. Nope. Um, So Oklahoma is a toss-up game. Missouri's a toss up game. Kentucky's a toss up game. A&M AM's a toss up game. Could you that I, don't a have four? Kentucky, I
0: don't have Kentucky as a toss up game. Really? You, you think that's a pretty
1: comfortable win?
0: I do. I have AM, oh, Oklahoma, okay. Missouri as my toss up games. Okay. All right. I, I would have, say that there's I'm winning four. two of those three. So.
1: Got it. Well, yeah, I was about to say if you can go three and one of those four games that I just mentioned, which is the same thing. What happens
0: if that Cal game's an 11 kick? And they're playing uh, at o'clock in the morning, their time. I Woo! hope they do. I feel like that's yeah, fair. Cal rolls out of bed, a little brunch, 9 o'clock Berkeley time, the Golden Bears have to lace it up, take them ankles, and come play off. I mean, that's a big advantage if that's at 11 o'clock. I have a feeling it's going to be a night game. I don't know why I just do. But um, if that was 11 a.m.,
1: that's, you
0: know. For us having to play
1: so late, I feel like that's the most fair thing to do. Yeah. But they won't do that.
0: They won't right. do that. And we know that game will not be on the Pac-12 network because there is no Pac-12 network, right? That's funny.
1: Yeah, I I think that's going to be a nice kind of symbolic litmus test to see, okay, this is how far we've come in 12 months. I think that's going to be kind of the first moment because there's only so much you can do in the season opener against Alabama A&M. But I think we're going to see like a Peyton Thorne that looks way better in that game than he did when – Uh, against Cal a year ago, I think you're going to see an offensive line that looks way more comfortable. I think you're going to see just a whole offensive system that operates and moves so much better than when those two teams played 12 months ago. And I think, sure, they're in different places and circumstances are different, but I just think as far as execution, that's going to be something we can point at and say, man, we've come a long way. And think about
0: this. I I know we talk about these things all the time. People roll their eyes, but I think it matters if you do play that game at 11 o'clock and you're at halftime and it's 1230 on September 6th down in the South, how is Cal going to react to that? It's going to be hot as crap, right? Nighttime, at least it cools down. I mean, when you start the second half at 1 PM and that sweltering heat it's September 6th, that's still summer here. So that's another factor to consider too. I don't think that they can prepare for It's a whole different deal from a stamina depth type thing. So it matters.
1: It yeah, does. let's let's hit him with the favorite thing that, you know, one of a dad's favorite things to say down here is it's the humidity. That it's gets the humidity.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Daryl Dapper, how can people check out everything that you've got going on, bud? Follow me on X,
0: uh, Dapp6410, yeah. uh, me, me and you uh, after Auburn basketball games. Uh, we go live after every Auburn basketball game. We'll do that Sunday and then Monday morning and Tuesday afternoons on various shows on the Auburn network.
1: Yeah, and you can follow me on socials at Z Blackerby. Become a Locked On Auburn insider. Click the link um, in the episode description down below, or in the show notes if you're listening on audio. And yeah, we'll see you uh, Sunday for a little post game action, talking about Auburn, hopefully beating Bronny James in USC. We will see, but yeah, we'll be back then. So click that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members.